When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Women in Leadership Podcast, featuring success insights from women around the globe. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast, brought to you by the Influence Alliance, the business building community for change makers who want to make a much bigger impact in the world. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, my guest today says vulnerability is the cornerstone of being an empowered leader. And joining me on today's show is Carol Burton. Carol, well, she is the go-to resource for tough conversations around equity and adaptability in the workplace. And she's the founder of Radiance Resources and the podcast host of Radiance Real Talk. Now, Carol guides leaders who are interested in expanding their team's development and their growth. And she believes in the power of walking beside mid-level managers as they engage with their team. And she helps them mentor high potential talent form significant and lasting change. Now, she's discovered ways to improve the workplace environment and deliver rich ROI for each leader. Now, on today's show, Carol is going to share a clear understanding as to why living your purpose daily matters, the importance of self-care of while adapting to an ever-changing world, and that's going to be very helpful, Carol, and how being a powerful leader uh, leads to being an incredible leader. So, Welcome to the show, Carol. Hello. How are you, ma'am? Anne-Marie, it's so good to see your sunshiny face. I'm so excited to be here. Yay! Yeah, you too. We haven't uh, caught yeah. up for a while. We've had some great yeah. conversations over the last uh, number of months and, and last year, I yeah. know. And so when you say the importance of self-care while adapting in an ever-changing world, it could mm. it's so important for a time that we now find ourselves in. I always like to give my guests, so I'm going to give you an opportunity, Carol, just to share a little bit uh, of an insight of your leadership journey because I think, you know, often what we bring to the conversation can often, uh, I is often learned of, from the journey that we've walked in in our leadership. So share a little bit more about uh, your leadership journey. Of course, I I'd love to. It's it like everyone, it's been a winding and fun and enlightening road. I believe that we are all born leaders in one way or another. And it's a matter of really looking at how do we develop the skills along the way. And so when I was younger as an example, uh, my parents always told me to be seen and not heard. Now, for some people, that would be, well, she's, you know, I'm be my voice is being stifled. But actually, it was the opposite. I developed a very interesting way of observing, actively observing, seeing what was around me consistently and understanding how interaction cre is create right, with fantastic relationships or different types of situations. 
And so my parents recognized this because I was really developing that skill of active listening, active observation. And hence, when I got older and understood language in a different way, as you know, you grow up, you know, it was really about how do I reflect on what I learned? You know, when I would make mistakes or make assumptions that people live life like me, which they don't, you know, that was another thing that I learned about my way of thinking uh, from different perspectives, if you will. I think the other piece is that I really started to understand the art and science of sales in that relationship throughout my career. So I was in sales and then I was in procurement or purchasing um, for the most of my career. And it was a, a learning lesson in how to develop really great relationships. I'm not talking networking. Every person I meet for me, as far as how I live, it's about understanding who you are, where you are, right there and me meeting you where you are. I think that's really super important. And so I uh, went ahead and continued in university a few years ago and picked up a master's degree in understanding the entire, just everything, all the pieces of what leadership is. So I don't know if a lot of people realize, but there are totally different types of leadership skills and models. There's a multitude of them. Women specifically have about five or six, depending on where you are in the, you know, in the world, literally, you know, I really developed an understanding for me being a team leader, me being a situational leader and really take those two and be an adaptive leader. So in other words, we're not all, we're not just one type of leader. We could be two, three or four types of leaders. I think the bottom line of all of this is how do we meet people where they are? What does that really look like in life? And how do we learn from it? I think that once we understand our purpose, like really get honed in on our purpose, then we can say, got it. Now I understand my path. Now I see the bricks that I've literally created and literally put down on the ground in front of me to create the pathway. Hindsight's always 2020. And yet to continue to be in the present and looking into the future, that is the key in my mind to how to be a leader in every day of being a leader. I love the way that you've shared that. And it beautifully segues into one of the first areas you'd love to dive a little bit deeper into, and that is having a clear understanding as to why living your purpose daily matters. And we've heard about people talking, uh, you know, for quite some time now and identify your purpose, know what your purpose is so that you can live that. Would you say that more and more people are now spending time in getting clear on, well, what is my purpose? Or do we still have a little way to go? What, what have you, what have you found? I call COVID-19 an amazing ocean because one, all kinds of buoys popped up on the surface that we may not have wanted to deal with, but now we have been for over a year. Hello. And I, hello. And literally. And so I think as a globe, we have to recognize that no one is an expert. Everyone is on the same playing field right now. So everyone had to stop had to slow down, had to breathe, had to deal with stuff that they may not have wanted to deal with or expand to say, is what I've been doing, is that really where I'm supposed to be? Is that what I'm really supposed to be doing? And so we really had a reflective time. And I still say the time is still happening today. It's still going. 
because now we're getting deeper in. I believe that the buoys are, as I would say, are probably at the level of a blue whale. Now we know how deep dive a blue whale dives. They dive deep. We've got we've got buoys coming up that we may have not even realized where their origin came from. And I'm talking across the board. And so again, it's how are we being today? as our systems and our structures in my mind are falling apart. That's because we no longer need them. So right now we are creating a new book with a new chapter, right? And a new language. That is to me what I'm seeing sitting on my perch, looking out into the world. If I understand what my business, what my daily purpose is, if I understand that my purpose, cause I actually created a mission statement, personal mission statement, right? My personal mission statement is to support and champion people to live, to fulfill their life's purpose. That's it. That's my purpose. So if I'm doing that for others, guess what? I've got to do that for myself first. And that's the journey that I've been on to come to this space before COVID to start Radiance Resources that allowed, has allowed me to literally shift my entire thought process I pivoted the business this past year because now I can truly step into my purpose and I believe everybody's ready to hear it, right? So we have to be open to find what our purpose is and then we can also simultaneously, so both and, others can do the same. And to me, it's about us moving into an equitable all equity is, Anne-Marie, is really about being, you know, impartial and fair. That's it. Mm-hmm. So if we're walking with people, literally in collaboration, in hearing their difference of opinions and going beyond ourselves because we're stepping in their shoes, we're living life through their lens, we're seeing what's going on. What does that do? That creates an abundance. I call it, um, <laughs> I like green apples. I just like them because they're tart. So if you can think of a green apple, sometimes we hold on to that apple so hard and we focus on that apple so much when we drop the apple because we're afraid of losing whatever that is. That's the scarcity mindset. When we drop that apple and look up, we see the, the apple orchard. Yeah, no, got you there, got you there. Let's talk about um, the importance of self-care. I think that is so very important, especially uh, when we think about the ever-changing world. I know here in Melbourne, Australia, where I'm based, we've just come out of another rapid lockdown. We had like a few hours, six hours, and then we're back in lockdown. And and really self-care now, it's always been important, but ever so more important now. Share some insights here. I know I know you have many, so you're yeah. not a woman of a few words. So no, what's some things yeah. you need to be uh, mindful of here, Carol? Absolutely. I think the biggest, the, the greatest piece of self-care is to realize that it's not selfish. My quote is, self-care is not selfish, it is selfless. We have to be in check and in balance with ourselves, make sure that our mind, body, soul, everything, our entire package is aligned with our purpose. Because if we lose if we lose steam and energy, doesn't do any good for anybody, especially us. So one, self-care is setting the boundaries. Women don't necessarily do that, setting those boundaries. It's okay to be say no 
if it's not serving your purpose. So once I have it set my lens of what my purpose is, everything filters, my entire perspective filters through that lens. And so to stand up for yourself and say, this doesn't work. I know there are many women in our world that may or can't say that. If we collectively work together, you know, every single, every single seed, if you have multiple seeds, you can make an amazing orchard. So this is our time in a very different way than what we've seen before because of COVID. My great grandmother used to say used to is dead and it's never coming back. There's truth in that statement. And so that's the reason why I'm saying self-care first. Then you have the energy and the power and the abundance to work with others and to be with others and to lift each other up. Boundaries, as you've just shared, are so important, uh, knowing what those boundaries are and then having the ability, the confidence, the assertiveness, whatever you want to call it, to be able to maintain those boundaries. And I love that you've reminded how important it is because we cannot give. I mean, I know a lot of women want to support, they want to serve, they want to be there. Uh, but if we're stretched so thin and we don't have enough energy even to, uh, you know, to, for self-care ourselves, then we're not giving of our best to others. And what will often happen, correct. and I'm sure you've seen this happen to others, yeah. if you're not care of ourselves our bodies will say well hang on a minute if and I've had conversations with women on this podcast that have ignored the signs and they've ended up with life-threatening illnesses it is so important to know what our needs are and no is I I remember uh, one of my mentors once said no is a sentence we can validate love your project Sounds wonderful. Unfortunately, I'm I'm unable to commit and I wish you all the best that you find someone that will be able to support. You know, you don't have to um, say yes to everything and stretch yourself so thin. What are some of the, you know, you said hindsight is 2020, which is wonderful. Yes. And I think examples are are, are wonderful to share too. What would have been your biggest insight then around self-care? Because I still think women, uh, we're running around being all things. Just because we can do all things and be all things doesn't mean that we should be because it's not not doing anyone, especially ourselves, any justice. What would be the biggest insight you've learned about this area? I think the biggest as the biggest hindsight for me is volunteering you know, saying yes to everything. I have been, I've led uh, volunteer efforts where uh, at work, I literally worked um, 10 to 15 hours a week, you know, 10, excuse me, 15 hours a day and, and also do volunteer work as well at the organization I was working. That's a lot, right? That's a lot. And so, and on top of it, my role had three and a half hats on top of it. I was so committed that I realized that, and I did it for a while on purpose, but I knew that I could not sustain. That's the key. And when I decided to study my map for my master's degree, I chose in those moments to say, I now can let it go. Now, there were some female leaders in my organization who said, now, Carol, what's next for you? And I said, we're not done over here yet, right? So I knew the groundwork I needed to create was a solid one, and I could only see it. The life lesson for me in that case was, is to bring in others who can help see it beyond the, beyond my lens into their lens for abundance to show up. So I didn't have to do as much. And I did do that eventually. 
initially that was a life lesson. It took me a while to figure that out. The other thing is that in volunteering, another situation just recently happened where the work that I'm doing that the group, the project is in, in moving into now is basically starting to encroach in my business. So I had to dial it back and had a real conversation with what do you all want my role to be as a volunteer? What are the parameters again? What are the parameters of where I should be volunteer or something more? And how is it justified? That was huge for me because normally, Anne-Marie, that would take me months. Then what would happen is that I would get upset, I would get resentful, and I would leave that organization. I said, let me do this now. So I had conversations this week with the leadership to say, this is what, thank you for asking me to do this additional piece that I'm already doing two other pieces for your group, for the group. Now, what can, what, let's stop now. Let's put a barrier up. And I want to let you all know where I am today. The response I got from the leadership team was, thank you. We appreciate that you've asked this question because then it caused them to pause to say, what are we really asking of our volunteers? They're going back and now talking to their leadership to say, what is expert, what is expert range, right? And what is volunteer range? And what's, what support do we need to fulfill both? Brilliant. And you know what uh, What you've just said there? I think we can all relate to that. We end up having the conversations in our head. Oh, my goodness, I've had many. And to the point where you're just exhausted. But yeah. have the conversation. And I love, I've just gone back, you know, you are the go-to resource for tough conversations. Well, around equity and adaptability. Love, I'm going right. to give you some space to share a little bit around that as well because but one of the things that I just love about who you are your approach and we can really see that you live and breathe that you really walk your talk when when you are dealing with something and you're speaking about it you bring a wealth of of insight that's that is is empowering I think let's move for it together let's look for solutions rather than you know when we can be critical I mean we you know and there may be circumstances and, and situations where we can be very critical you could have turned around to them and said hey did you guys know that you're doing you're asking this this and this of us and it's not fair because of this this and this you could have taken that approach but rather right. you took the approach that had them then say, well, hang on a minute, Carol's right. Let's do some mm -hmm. self-reflection. Can we come up with a solution that helps all parties? Correct. Because when we do, everyone benefits from that. So I love yeah, that you've yeah. uh, role, you know, modeled that so beautifully mm -hmm. for us. Let's talk a little bit about how being a powerful follower leads mm -hmm. to being an incredible leader. What do you mean by that? You know, I have learned again, an act of observing all my life, I have learned that from the best followers were incredible, amazing leaders. Everybody leads and everybody follows. We all lead and follow somebody. That, that's, that's just part of the human makeup in my mind. And so, and by the way, like there are multiple theories and models of leadership, there are multiple theories and models of followership that people don't even realize. And so that savvy leader, that savvy follower, the one who really listens to what the leader's vision is, maybe interprets what the, what the leader is attempting to say that maybe the team doesn't understand, that's a go-to follower. 
And so nine times out of 10, those who are on that team will start what? Following the follower. And so that's what I mean as far as the follower is normally the person that stands behind the scenes, understands all of the nuances and the parts of every strength that each person on the team brings. It doesn't matter if it's the family. It doesn't matter what the team is. Doesn't matter. And so nine times out of 10, they become that second leader, even though they're the follower. They like to sit in that pocket. Very, It's a very interesting pocket to sit in. That is why active listening, and I know, notice I keep saying the word active in front of these words. Active listening is crucial in the followership mode. It's not just what is what is said. It's what I call the background conversation of what's not being said, as well as understanding what's going on around it. That is a 360 way of looking at situations that we may not. So that is why a lot of times those followers will elevate to those leadership roles because they understand the nuances. And so I ask people to actively listen, actively observe, actively, you know, truly reflect and actively hope. Hope is a big piece in this. And so with all three of those those compartments, for me, those are the basic elements of followership in its own essence, not academic, but in its own essence of how we see it. So it's a different way of looking at followership as a leading position, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. You know, um, as you're sharing uh, more about uh, active leadership and active observation, mm-hmm. I think is yeah. just brilliant. And I tend to do that. I will tend to, it's it's <laughs> almost like it's what's got not happening and not being said that it's like the yes. tip of tea. Mm-hmm. What's going mm-hmm. on here? Exactly. But- exactly. Exactly. Do you find my daughters are like that too? It's, oh, mom, you know, you could stir a cup of tea here, what's going on and what's not being said. But would you find too that there's situations when when you do that, there's a level of respect that is just built, that's just built and people will often say, well, what do you think, Carol? And, yes. and then obviously I know that you're going to contribute to the conversation in, in a way that that helps, that helps unpack mm-hmm. things. We don't often have to voice an opinion and jump in there because if we allow the conversations to flow, we are going to see the nuances and sometimes the people are talking, they want the same thing, uh, yet the way they're talking about it and maybe there's a conflict or a, a discussion going on, they're just not seeing that, you. hey, you actually want the same thing, you're just talking about it in a different way. Do you find exactly. that that often happens? It, it does. And what that allows is, is my other famous, fun, one wonderful quote in my mind is vulnerability is the cornerstone to empowered leadership. So when the file, when you have a, when there's a very good follower in the conversation or in the space, what happens is that the follower allows for the others to speak up and nine times out of 10, the answers are always there. See, this is what people don't realize, Anne-Marie. We actually have the answers. They're all in front of us. I call them windows and doors. You know, sometimes you just have really great followers or leaders or guides that walk beside you, whatever they look like in your life, mentors, advisories, counsels, what consultants, whatever. If they're really good, they will help brush off the dust and clean off the window panes and the doors because your answers are right in front of you. It's a matter of the lens that you see it through. And so good followers do that as well. 
They allow for the others in the room to speak up because the answer is there. It's a matter of allowing the space for them to step into to to share the the possible answers. And that's where you get that collective or collaborative work as far as that beautiful flower. And what happens is that when that space is allowed, that space of opening is allowed for everyone to come in and contribute because they're what? Divergent thinkers. Why? Because we all have different experiences and different knowledge of ways of understanding, ways of knowing. And when that occurs, nine times out of 10, whatever the project was, whatever the issue was, not only does it get resolved, but it creates a whole new spectrum. It creates a whole new paradigm. And what does that do? Not only does everyone get to benefit, and it elevates to another level that no one was expecting. Absolutely. That's why, you know, keep those uh, conversations and that that environment that uh, allows that. Michael Banks has said, love what Carol is saying about uh, followership. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah. important. Um, here's yeah. to having more followership in, in all of our conversations. And as you're sharing that, it reminds me of one of my mentors who said, you know, often, which is so true, the answer is right there in front of us. It's just being mm-hmm. able to ask the right questions Correct. that helps that clarity. So sometimes you don't even need to contribute to the conversations. And I'm sure you right. do this too, Carol, is you may ask converse, you know, great questions that allows them exactly. to unpack further. And all of a sudden, oh, okay, I, I know what I need. Yeah. Right. It, it's it's those light bulb moments, right? And I call them in today in today's world of of search, of engine search, is the keywords. What are the keywords or powerful questions to ask? that no one is asking. That's the background conversation I was referring to before. That's where those come from. So the question is, are we around group organizations and people who are stifling this? Because if we're stifling this, our voice, followership and leadership don't exist. And would you say when you're talking about that stifleship, is that um, overt and covert? And what I mean by that is, are some people aware of what they're allowing to be suppressed and maybe not having a voice? Or maybe in some situations, maybe it's both, they're not even aware that there's something that's there that is keeping them from from speaking. What have you found? Yes, I think it's both. I really do. There's multiple studies about when we don't feel that we are in a space where we can be seen, heard, and valued. That's the other piece of equity. When we don't, when we live in those spaces, right, that we don't feel, that's the operative word, we don't feel that we're seen, heard, and valued. That's where the stifling happens. If something happened where you were told be quiet, nothing happened in your youth. That stuff resonates. It doesn't go anywhere. The question is, how do we get the opportunity to heal that within ourselves for us to truly be free to what? Find our purpose and what? Live our purpose on a daily basis. So all of this is a continual growth. You know, we don't, we don't stop growing at the age of 18 or 19. We continue to grow and live and learn literally until the, the moment that we transition. Literally, I actually got to see that with my mom. It was just an amazing conversation of the constant growth. Even if the body is shutting down, the mind is still growing. Yeah, beautiful, Carol, beautiful. And I, I mentioned uh, I'd love for you to speak a little bit around, uh, you know, the you say you, you are the t- go-to resource for tough conversations around equity and adaptability mm-hmm. in the workplace. 
if you think about yeah. kind of in the context of what we were talking about today, you know, maybe someone wants to share a little bit mm -hmm. more and have a voice around equity but doesn't know how to even broach that conversation or may not even be aware right. of what is going on so that they can stand alongside others mm -hmm. to say, hang on a minute, this mm -hmm. is not right. Let's mm -hmm. change the right. positive aspect right. of what you've been sharing. What What are some things and insights you'd love to share around this? Well, first of all, I don't think people realize there are 12 different types of equity, give or take. There's 12. And so where everyone realizes in the gut, you know, that gut instinct that everyone talks about, if we really do a gut check, and we go, right, that movement, nine times out of 10, something is not fair and impartial. That's the baseline definition of equity, fair and impartial. That's it. No more, no less. So when that, if that happens, that can be global equity, total equity, employee equity, ageism, age equity, multi-generational equity, environmental equity, education equity, gender equity. I can go on and on and on. There's all different types of equity spaces. The question is, where do you choose to stand up? Where do you choose to stand in? So really it's about opting in as a choice and shifting it to opting in as a commitment. That's the key to the kingdom. And in the, between the two, in my mind, is where we adapt. That's where we shift. So in my, my mind, adaptive leadership is a mindset. It's a choice to move. It's an opt-in choice into opt-in commitment. Once we are commit, we're committed, that's how we get to bring our purpose forward, right? And live our purpose daily because we're doing the best we can with what we've got. Notice I just said that. I said we. I didn't say I because each one of us are doing the best we can with what we've got. So collectively, that's another way of looking at this. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. And I've got your website up here too. Oh, thank you. Uh, Radiant Resources. You've mentioned that uh, earlier. And uh, I know we've just only scratched the surface and what uh, we've been sharing today, but I thought I would love for you to share a little bit more about your work here and for those people who are listening or watching, uh, share a little bit more about uh, what how you might be able to support them as sure. we finish this show, Carol. Well, thank you. I do appreciate this, Anne-Marie, so much. This is a great conversation. So Radiance Resources, very simply, it's about employee development for really to sustain that retention. That's it. How do we, how do we help mid, middle managers specifically in organizations get their job done, do well, hit their numbers, support the people who work, who report to them, or cross-functionally work with them? And so really it's about how do we take care of emerging leaders? How do we really um, mold our next gen leaders and people of color, to be bluntly honest? And so what can that look like? Again, it's that, orchard, it's that apple to the orchard. If we drop the apple and see the orchard, abundance occurs. And honestly, organizations really need to figure out how to consistently adapt in order to literally thrive for the next few years. It will be crucial. So what I offer is just that. It's, it's, it's conversations 
it's around adapting, communication, mentoring 2.0. How do you deepen your mentoring programs? How do you really understand that if you have a daily equity practice, ROI shows up on the daily side of all processes and systems in the optics of your organization with your competitors and with your clients and with your vendors and with your employees. So it's a both and as far as the ROI, literally, holistically, as well as financial gain. Fantastic. And of course, for those who are listening, uh, radianceresources.org, radianceresources.org is where you, you can find out and get in contact with Carol. Carol, once again, thank you so much for coming on the show. I, as I said, I, we, I know that we've only just scratched the surface. There's a lot more uh, that uh, you can yeah. share and you can certainly support others in as well. So please connect with Carol. Definitely. Once again, thanks for coming on the show. I always yes. love our conversations. Now thank we've you. been able to share just Definitely. a snippet of some of the things that we've had to, to talk about over a number of months. And and absolutely. And if anyone wants to hear more, I do have a podcast called Radiance Real Talk. So I'm on all platforms. I'm out there and and just find me. I'm there and I'm here for you. And, and it's the truth. I do want to support your success. That's it. Fantastic. I want to and of course, if you are success. listening or watching from the show notes. Sorry, Carol, I didn't mean to speak over the, the internet no, is not being as friendly today, but just no, to remind not. everyone all of the ways to contact you and to, to get access to the podcast. If someone's yes. listening and watching from our show notes, from our website, all your Perfect. contact details, scroll down and they'll be able to, to find you that way too. So once again, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. This was great. Appreciate it. This podcast is brought to you by theinfluencealliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com slash podcast series. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.